let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into the podcast. It's Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee from Elevated Retirement Group. And we're going to talk laziness, lazy money. Must be talking about the teenager, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) She was one seriously lazy teenager, but I guess she's an adult now, so it's all good. How you doing, buddy? You doing all right? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Yeah. Are you, look, are you looking forward to the teenage years? Because uh, they, they do get a little lazy. You know, <laughs> uh, my daughter's just about there. She's 12. And, okay. Okay. You know, she's uh, enjoys her leisure time, that's for sure. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I guess there is the go. best way to put it. There you go. I mean, we all did it. I mean, I don't, I don't know about you when you were a teen, but I definitely went through a spurt there where I was like, it's like you're tired all the time, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's growing. I don't know. Something like that. But we're going to talk about lazy money instead. We won't talk about lazy teenagers. That'd be too easy and probably too much fun anyway. We'll talk about lazy money from a financial standpoint. Sean, whenever I say that, first of all, I guess tell folks what it is that I'm talking about because some some may have heard this term, some may not. Well, your lazy money, if you think about it, it, it's the money that's that's not working. And it's there, a job. It's idle. It's it's resting. <laughs> right. We'll call it, and and it's money that's either barely keeping up with inflation or or not at all. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that money that you've got. You know, for that short term or, or whatever it may be. It's that checking savings CD type money, money markets that that used to get. I don't want to say a fair rate of return, but they got better rate of return than they're getting now. Hey, a guy told me a story not too long ago. I was talking with an advisor. In 1981, he went in with his dad to get a CD. In 81, since it's 40 years ago, and it was 18%. (laughs) That's ridiculous. (laughs) And and now, uh, I mean, we've got families that are like, Sean, what should we do with our CD? It's going to renew at 0.35. Yeah, what should you do with it? Yeah. You know, so that's that's the lazy that money that we're talking about, or mm-hmm. or you know that portfolio that's just invested so conservatively that you've got longer term bonds or whatever it may be that are getting a low low interest rate mm-hmm. that it's it's just not that money's just kind of sitting there and it's just relaxing. Yeah. It's not doing a whole lot. Yeah, it needs to get a job. And, needs uh, to get a job. Do needs something. to go to work. That's right. You know, it was funny because he was telling me that he remembers talking with people, and that uh, and that it's because his dad was in the same industry, and that they were like, you know, I think I'm going to wait because I think it's going to go higher, right? So people, you know, decided not to take an 18% CD because they thought they just knew, right? They just knew it was going to the rates were going to continue to go up. By 1987, it was down to like 13%, and then of course we know the rest right now. <laughs> so it just continues to drop. So it's, you know, one of those things where it's like, you know, you kind of keep holding out for something, you could get yourself in a little bit of an issue there. But that's a different story. We'll do that another day. Right now we're talking lazy money. So that's some of the basics around it. Sean, why do people have it? Like, why do we got too much lazy money? I think a lot of times we kind of feel like it's just a, it's like a warm blanket, right? It's like when I see so much money in my savings account, it makes me, makes me feel good. That's probably the biggest culprit. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm... I'm nice and warm. I get to keep my money. It's in my bank <laughs> You're account. You're like Scrooge McDuck trying to I swim in it. I see it. <laughs> yeah. And, or it's that safety net that I can get to it at any time. I can, I can grab it. I can, I can do what I want with it. Okay. But in other reasons, you know, 2008, even though it was over a decade ago, people got smashed in 2008. They got burned. They, they took loss and, and they went to cash and they just never went back. Um, man, you've missed out big time. Oh man, just a tremendous thirteen-year run yeah. since then. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, you know, part of it is maybe they 
they just don't understand the markets and they don't know where to go or how to invest. And savings is just easy. They can just put their head down. Money just goes in their savings account. Yeah, it's not earning a whole lot, but eh, they're not losing any anything either. And part of that is maybe they just haven't been paying attention or they haven't been you know, got that guide or taken the time to, to really look at yeah. what are the choices or options that are that are out there. And Sean, that's the thing. That's one of the reasons we do the podcast and just talk about various things because people tend to think in a general rule, just generalizing here, well, it's the market or it's cash. That's mm-hmm. it. That's my two options. You yeah. know, and I hear that like a, all the time. And that's just not the case. There's a lot of other things and a lot of other options, but people tend to kind of stick themselves in one of these two box uh, boxes. So why is having the lazy money dangerous? You know, I, clearly the, the biggest thing would seem to me is that, you know, inflation's just, you know, kicking its butt. Yeah, they're losing buying power over time and it's it's losing, you're losing money safely at that point. And you're not really, you know, your balance isn't going down, but your purchasing power and your ability to buy the same goods and services goes down over time. Yep. You know, if you look at the price of gas today versus a year ago, you know, that's a perfect example <laughs> yeah. of some inflation, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but really when, when you start to look at this idea of lazy money, you know, if you're, if you're just sitting there, you're sitting idle, if you're not getting a rate of return, you're not seeing your accounts grow. Cause that, that's fun, right? Like you've seen, Oh man, I made some money today in the markets or in my savings account or, you know, my bonds even, you know, whatever it may be that you invest in. If you, as you see the, the growth happen, it, it feels pretty good. Now loss feels bad. We know how that, how that is. But if you're not seeing any growth in your accounts or just staying stagnant, it, it, it sort of deflates you and, and, and it kills your motivation to, to save and invest more money because the accounts just aren't going anywhere. Yeah. No. And it's, it can. It kind of can suck the life out of you, right? You're kind of like, well, or to your point about jumping out, right, and having lazy money, jumping into cash, jumping out of the market or whatever, then you're like, well, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's the best time to, you know, get in. Well, maybe not, right? You start doing this kind of, you know, two-step with yourself where it's mm-hmm. like step four, oh, nope, step, nope, it, 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 you know, and you're just not really sure when to jump back in and then you just don't do anything. So. It's like the kid that's getting in the pool. They just dip their toe in and they're like, oh, that's too cold. I'm not not doing that. But I really want to get in all the other kids are playing, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Final one here. How do you, Sean Lee, help people who have too much lazy money, but they're too hesitant to make changes? Kind of back to my point a minute ago. They come in and they say, Sean, I'm afraid of the market and I got all this cash, but I know it's not doing anything for me. What do you do? Right. Well, I, I mean, there's... There's a number of ways that you can handle that. And the first, the first question really is, what's your plan look like? And if they, if they have a whole bunch of cash and no plan, well, that, that's a pretty good indicator, right? Like, well, you have no plan of action for your money. So sitting in cash or sitting and having your money be lazy is, is comfortable for you. Uh, and it's kind of the, the plan of inaction. You know, it's like, I don't have a plan, so this is my plan. Uh, and, and so really the first step is, well, if you don't have a plan, let's let's come up with one. Let's come up with what you want your money to accomplish. Let's come up with a, an idea of what your goals, beliefs, values, and desires are, and really formulate a strategy outside of the investment side to to figure out what you want your money to accomplish for you. Yeah, and and then from there, it's it, it's helping to find the the options or opportunities that that could limit your downside but still have some growth. So when you look at kind of the three things money can do for you, you can have safety of your money, you can have liquidity of your money, or you can have growth of your money. 
you can usually get two of the three things in one sort of investment strategy, but you can't have them all, right? Like, so your money that's in cash or savings, it's liquid and it's safe, but there's not a lot of growth, right? So if you have money in the, in the stock market, it's liquid, but there's growth potentially, but it's not necessarily safe. So finding the investments and, and putting the investments together that follow your plan and follow what you want to accomplish, mm-hmm. but then potentially limit the downside uh, is, is really important. And, and then, then really understanding the timeline until you need this money, right? Is, it, is this longer term money where you're not going to have to touch it for three, four, five, ten 10 years? Or is this short term money that, hey, I'm going to invest in, uh, in a new piece of property in six months, or I'm going to have to buy a car well, if that's the case, if it's a year or less, usually we just recommend leave it lazy, know that it's there, and then use it when you when you need it. But if it's going to be longer term, let's look at other options that are out there. Yeah. And those options could be we could find some safe options that are maybe a year, two, three, three years out that will give a little bit higher rate of return. And because you know this is a big talk right now. Uh, we built a webinar just around around this, around lazy money. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I think what we can do is, I know you guys are, I think you guys are putting the final touches on it. So we we'll, are. yeah, we'll add it to the show links uh, once it's available here on the podcast. But if you'd like to get uh, you know, a hold of the webinar and, and see it and all that kind of stuff, what you can also do is you can just shoot them an email or go by the website, elevatemyretirement.com. Uh, elevatemyretirement.com, drop an email, tell them you'd like the lazy money webinar. They'll send you the link out. You can call the number 855-50-RETIRE. That's 855-50-RETIRE. Or you can check back if this if it hasn't dropped. Uh, hopefully, they'll be ready to drop this under the show links when, sh- when the podcast comes out. But if not, I will add it there as soon as it's available. So, I mean, lazy money is one of those things, Sean, where it's it's easy to do. Um, you know, there's some there's some value to it, right? Because you want the emergency fund, right? You want to have some of that stuff there. You just don't want to get too too crazy. And heck, with what they're talking about right now, with you know, with this uh, part of the Biden stuff, where it's like the bank's going to report on they want the bank to report on six hundred dollar transactions or more instead of mm-hmm. the ten thousand. So what? When you go buy a couch, you know, they're going to notify, right? Uh, right? The IRS. So you know, people, it's easy to kind of like be really confused. Well, do I just keep it? Do I pull it out? Do I stick it in my mattress? <laughs> you know, what do I do with do it? Do I so, Scrooge McDuck it? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, just because that keeps you warm. You just start swimming in it, you know. Yeah. Even if you don't have a lot, maybe take it in a bathtub or something. Coins might hurt, but it's, yeah, maybe. it's all right. That's all right. So lazy money. It's it's one of those things that creeps up on, creeps up on us. Um, I was talking somebody not too long ago. They said they had a client that had $100,000 sitting in the bank in savings, and they're like, What's for an emergency? It's like, what kind of an emergency do you think you're going to have that requires a hundred thousand in cash? So they went through the whole process with them and went through the you know the planning process and it was like they didn't clearly need that much and so like there was you know I don't know seventy percent of it was just sitting there being lazy. So how to put it to work? How to be effective with it? How to get a little bit more for it? Give your job or give your dollars a job and have them go out there and help recruit more dollars. So again, if you want to check out that webinar, make sure you stop by the website, elevatemyretirement.com. That's elevatemyretirement.com. Drop a line, drop an email, give them a call, 855-50-RETIRE, or check the show notes here on the podcast. All right, my friend, thanks for hanging out with me. I appreciate it. Have yourself a great week, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. Go Sox, right? Yes, sir. All right. We'll see you next time here on Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee 
managing partner from Elevated Retirement Group. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisors.